Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the action of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you me. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. I said, didn't I tell your punk ass boy he couldn't handle no goddamn cookies? Are oh, you listening when I tell the faggot he couldn't handle? Now I'm telling your short ass he can't handle no goddamn milk cookies. Oh, shit! Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cal Morris. It's uh, fucking April 15th, 2018. Uh, you know, I've gotten to the point where I really don't do much of this anymore. Um, you know, I'm more or less coming off a hiatus to come back on this show. And I, and I gotta be honest with you, I, I expect another immediate hiatus. Like I, I don't expect to be doing this on a weekly basis. Uh, as far as wrestling goes, like I honestly don't give a motherfuck about wrestling anymore. Um, I'm just not into it. Um, I don't know why it's a little bit quiet in my headphones. I'm trying to figure that shit out real quick. I lost the, uh, the hang of doing this whole thing. All right, there we go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I got some topics to talk about, some things to, you know, throw around or whatever the case is. But, um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. The, I mean, the whole thing as a whole has just turned me off. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I've been headed in this direction for a while. But in the same token, uh, you know, it's just gotten to be, like, 
more and more of a, a chore. It's just something I'm just not not into. Um, you know, that whole WrestleMania weekend thing went down. A million fucking shows. I didn't watch a single one of them. I watched, I think, three matches on WrestleMania itself. Um, I had to network because of Royal Rumble. And Royal Rumble, I watched two, like, just the Rumble matches. Because, um, I don't know, like, I, that that's one of those things that, like, ah, yeah, you want to see who came out and this and that. Um, and then I figured I, I would just keep the fucking network for WrestleMania. And then as, as it got closer and closer, I was like, man, I don't give a shit. And then um, I had actually gone to a, a cat convention for work, which is a crazy fucking scene. Um definitely not my type of cat people i'll put it that way uh novelty cat people i i'd call them um there was a booth just to break up the wrestling thing real quick um there was a booth where they were selling these little figurines made out of cat fur that were like dyed crazy colors like blue and green and shit like this and like i don't even know what they cost because i was baffled by that this was even a fucking thing uh and then they had like necklaces that were kind of like tiger eye thing, you know, like you, you could see through the, yeah, whatever they call that rock or whatever. And, uh, it had fucking pieces of cat whiskers in there. It's just like, dude, who the fuck are these people? Um, so I don't know, just fucking strange, absolutely strange type of shit, you know, but, uh, you know, what can you do? So anyway, I got back from that and it was probably eight thirty nine, probably nine, nine something. And I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll just put it on. I mean, and the main draw for me was going to be, like, I, I wanted to see AJ Nakamura. Um, the match that they had at Wrestle Kingdom was fucking insane. And uh, I, I knew that this wasn't going to live up to that, and a bunch of people would be all pissed off and disgruntled and shit. But, like, I, I knew, you know, hey, man, to, to know that this shit was on, like, the fucking WrestleMania card, like, for, for the WWE title, you know, a few years ago, I mean, you would never, ever think that this would be a possibility, that you'd see AJ Nakamura for fucking WWE title on WrestleMania. That, that's crazy. So that in itself is, um, you know, should mean something to wrestling fans that way. Um, I thought it was all right, you know. Again, it wasn't going to live up to the, the hype of the, um, you know, the, the Wrestle Kingdom match. I think they've had other matches, too. But, like, that one stood out to me. I haven't seen all of them. But, uh, yeah, it was good. And then, yeah, the Nakamura turn afterwards and stuff, which is, you know, it goes somewhere. You know, it le at least leads somewhere. And I, I saw, like, a quick clip of a, a promo that I guess they did on Raw the next night. And he pretended like he couldn't speak English and shit. That was funny, you know. Um, it seems like they're doing something with him. I saw the uh, Cena-Undertaker match, which was fucking, holy shit, that was bad. The Undertaker came out with a weave, um, crazy fucking hair, long-ass hair. After, like, two years ago, he had a mohawk, like, short mohawk. And, uh, and yeah, like, it, it was pretty much a squash match. It was like him get his shit in, and Cena just kind of lay down for it. It was just weird, you know. It was like doing it to the, for the sake of doing it. I don't know if they were just trying to pad stats and you know, get more wins on his end, or whatever the case, it was just fucking strange, I, I'm not really sure why they even did that, but, you know, what can you do, uh, Undertaker doesn't have it anymore to be putting on, like, crazy matches, like, he he has at somebody's WrestleMania, but, uh, what he says, so anyway, um, so that was that, you know, I, I saw those couple matches, I fell asleep before the, uh, 
the main, which is, I guess, uh, Roman and Brock. So I didn't, I didn't see that one. Um, I think I watched the, uh, who the fuck was it? The Naya, Naya and um, uh, Alexa Bliss. I think I saw that match. Uh, yeah, one thing I got to, like, bring up about this Nia Jax thing is, like, she posted some shit on Instagram. I, I see, like, this type of shit more on wrestling than I ever watch any wrestling anymore. I follow the shit online and see shit that people post, and I can react to some of that, but as far as matches, I don't I don't really. Um, she posted a picture with the Bellas, and it said, uh, standing next to these perfect women, so grateful they allowed me to stand next to them. And it didn't have, like, a laughing emoji. It had, like, a heart eye emoji and, like, a all praise emoji. Like, what kind of whack-ass shit is that? Like, as a grown-ass person, you're like, yo, I'm so grateful they let me stand next to them. Like, what kind of shit is this? It's fucking crazy as hell, man. I, I don't know. Like, a lot of the way that people just operate these days is just bullshit to me. Um, it's, I, I don't really get it. I don't really get uh where that all went. So, um, let me see. <laughs> people are asking me when I'm starting to show and I'm doing it. Um... Alright, so, um, yeah, so, so that was it, I saw a little bit of it, really didn't care much, you know, one way or another, and I said, I, I'm not gonna be like, oh, WrestleMania was shit, or this or that, it's just, wrestling as a whole has, has turned me off, I mean, obviously, there's something on that WrestleMania weekend shows that I would be interested in, as far as, uh, you know, as what I like out of wrestling, I'm sure there was plenty of that, I mean, they had Will Ospreay down there, they had all sorts of motherfuckers down there, they had, um, Oh, shit, I just remembered a topic I wanted to cover, and, uh, they had, uh, which was initially supposed to be Matt Riddle versus Loki, and, um, Loki had to pull off the show, and, you know, I saw a lot of people just shitting on a dude, and, um, I'm glad I remembered this just now, um, Loki had posted, like, a video, more or less saying, like, look, yeah, I went, I got some fucking tests, and, uh, you know, results came back, and, you know, some not good shit going on in my neck, and I gotta pull off the show, and this and that, and a lot of people were just like, oh, big surprise, low-key backed out, and I'm like, I, I just don't know low-key to be that guy, I, I don't really know that to be, you know, um, I'm a big low-key fan, you know what I mean, I always have been, and, um, you know, I've looked forward to quite a few matches, and, you know, granted, most of them were, um, uh, Jersey All-Pro matches, there was a couple Ring of Honor, like, his time in, in Ring of Honor, as far as me, like, attending shows, most of it was, you know, uh, Jersey All-Pro, which was pretty much his home base, and, um, you know, Ring of Honor. Over the time of me looking forward to a low-key match, I can't recall a single match where I was like, I can't wait for this low-key match, and then it just didn't happen because low-key didn't show up. I remember a lot of that with Teddy Hart. I remember quite a few b-boy situations where he pulled off of something. I remember for sure fucking, um, and again, this isn't something I was looking forward to because I'm checked out already, but Rich Swan fucking last month pulled off of the CCW show, like, the week of, made no fucking excuses, made no, um, explanations, made no apologies, just went to work the RF convention, and, and that was it, and just left fucking CCW high and dry, what's funny is CCW, being the fucking cuckold company they are, 
they booked him for best of the best, but then just didn't advertise it. I guess in case he fucked them again, they wouldn't get left high and dry. They would take the talent, but they just couldn't announce it because he wasn't fucking reliable anymore. So the guy's still getting the bookings, but they just got to keep the booking on a down low in case he fucks them. That's <laughs> just crazy shit. So, um, you know, that, that was that, but like, I, I don't think that they, um, the, uh, oh Jesus Christ. Um, let me see. Um, fuck, I don't even have a track to play. Uh, let me see. Uh, see if I can do this. I'm, I'm going to try to take a picture of the motherfucking link. Yeah, here we go. Wait a minute. This is the most boring podcast ever. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Um, it, it's a bitch to try to give a link to motherfuckers while I uh, while I do the show. So anyway, um, that's my fault because I should have posted it before. But anyway, um. Ooh, the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, I, I don't know that Loki's, like, the back-out guy. I, I tend to think Loki's a high-level competitor. Yeah, sure, people have had problems with him as far as, like, uh, you know, he doesn't want a job, he doesn't want to do this, he doesn't... But Loki has always been very protective of his character. Minus the whole thing with, you know, uh, Lay Cool. Um, he's been very, very protective of his character, which I gotta respect because there's so many people burying their own shit online where, you know, they're... They're, uh, you know, they make themselves look like shit over and over and over, and then they expect you to take them seriously on the card. Um, I've never had that with Loki. I, I always respected his professionalism in the sense that he never showed up where, like, you know, you didn't get 100% Loki. There, there was always intensity. One of the most intense wrestlers of all time, I mean, that I could remember. You know what I mean? So he's always brought it. Um, and, and, you know, if people are like, oh, I'm really let down by this and stuff. Look, I, I'm sure there's a reason why you were let down. And the fact is, is you were looking forward to the low-key match. You know, he always delivers. So him and Riddle was going to be fucking crazy. Of course, Jersey All-Pro couldn't pull the trigger on that because they had it lined up. And then GCW kind of pulled it out from under him. Because Jersey All-Pro is just sporadic. They're just, it's it's another one of those things that are just dead. You know, it's Jersey All-Pro is dead. It, um, it thrived through Fat Frank, Pierre, Jeff, you know, the, the squad there. Um, Fat Frank out of the picture, yeah, it just, it left this big open gap, and other people like Steve Mack try to jump into the picture and try to bring their own vision into it, and it just, it's just trash. It's complete trash. You know, Steve Mack's trying to uh, build up from the ground up and, you know, book TJ Macaroni and all this shit, and, you know, they're putting him over and how awesome he is and this and this, and then... You know, again, I, I, I already spoke on this, but, you know, he did the whole squash the fucking jobbers thing, which I didn't see that big of an issue with at all. Um, but you didn't see the same people that were putting him over like Steve Mack really come to his defense when that shit happened. So um, it, it's just to me, it was just like a, a cheap talent, you know, using fucking Tara Calloway and fucking uh, uh, TJ Macaroni and shit like that. And, and it's like, yeah, this is the worldwide taping. And then, okay, so now fucking three months later, your next event's supposed to be a big deal. And, and you lost half your crowd because the last time they saw the Jersey All-Pro letters, it was a fucking B-show. And, and you try to explain to people that that was, your, um, that was, that was your introduction to what Jersey All-Pro is going to be. Well, that's, that's a bad look. So, um, 
Um, so I, uh, yeah, I, I fucked up with this link thing, man, because <laughs> I got motherfuckers asking me like, yo, um, uh, give me the link, da 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 da, and I, I can't. <laughs> I just keep sending people a screenshot of the motherfucking uh, the shit. Uh, the off my screen on the computer because I don't know what the fuck else to do, you know what I mean? Because I, I would have to like stop. I didn't even put a song up on this bitch, but um, but yeah, I don't I don't know low key to be a, a call out guy, yeah you know I mean. So um, of course, uh, Riddle Loki was a fucking dream match. I, I would love to know that that happened, but it, it didn't. They got um Suzuki to to um to substitute, which is an awesome substitution, I'm sure it was great, but, um, it, it's just weird that people are coming at Loki like that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah typical, <laughs> it's like, really, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that that was typical, but, alright, I mean, it is what it is, I buy it, I think that he's a high enough, uh, caliber competitor, that he was probably holding out to the last minute, seeing if he could really do it, you know, seeing if he could make it, and Loki, again, like I said, He's not like a, hey, he'll mail it in today because he's not feeling so good. He's either going to fucking bring it, especially in there, you know, with Riddle. You know, he's going to go fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was going to be stiff as fuck. And uh, if he's going to be, you know, half speed or he's he's not going to be up to par as far as, you know, health-wise, he can't do that fucking show, you know? Because, I mean, y'all motherfuckers would be the first ones to come down on him if, if Riddle, like, made him look bad or some shit, and be like, oh, yeah, look at Loki, ain't got it anymore, and all this, yeah, I mean, so, I respect him not doing it, um, there we go, yeah, he, he just, uh, posted the link, uh, Pete just posted the link up there, so I appreciate that, um, let me see, trying to send a shit, in, uh, So there we go. Um, so what else do I got? Yeah, the, the low-key thing was fucking bizarre to me because, you know, people were shitting on him. Uh, ended up being something else. Um, what the fuck else? Yeah, again, I, I didn't give a shit about anything that was going on down there. They did the spring break show. They did, like, 2,000 fans. Everybody's all fucked up, you know. I mean, standard issue, man. They, they have the formula for what works. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, a lot of the goofball shit that they do and everything, but the, the GCW Joey Janela formula is absolutely perfect for WrestleMania weekend. You get a bunch of people all fucked up, just trying to have a good time, escape, whatever the case is. They're all on vacation. Usually, I don't know, I guess motherfuckers are vacation in New Jersey next year. Um, for a lot of people, it's just going to be here, but, um, you know, it's going to be just the local shows for a lot of people, but, um. And they just have the formula for a bunch of motherfuckers that want to have some kind of, you know, wrestling-related fun and, you know, go out there and watch some shit. And they just get a shitload of fucking people in there. They got over a 1,000 last year. Supposedly they had, like, 2,000 this year, you know, next year in Jersey. It's going to be big. But, um, yeah, so so that's the, the thing there. Um, they did um, Joey Sasuke. Um, you know, I heard mixed things about it. They did a bunch of crazy shit. I saw some spots, you know, motherfuckers landing on their head. Joey taking bumps all over the place, looking like, um, Lena Dunham. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
Let me break off this wrestling shit for a second. Uh, Roseanne came back on TV. I always thought Roseanne was trash. I don't know what the fuck everybody is so hyped about. Because every once in a while, you know, Sunday mornings is my only day off is Sunday. So a lot of times, you know, the TV's on in the morning. It'll be like whatever was on last night. You know, whatever channel was on last night is just playing random shit. So sometimes it's a minute before I find a remote. So I'll lay there watching whatever the fuck. And sometimes it's Roseanne. And like, yeah, I don't get it. I never got it. I was never a Roseanne fan. Um, and, and they should have be on. And like, I'm baffled by it. And I'm trying to figure it out. You know, you'll hear the laugh track. And I just stare at it like, what the fuck just happened that was funny? Like, you hear the, you know, the piped in laughter. Like, ah. And you're like, what, what the fuck just what that was a joke? Like I don't, I don't find any humor in it at all. And I, I'm not trying to like, yo, I want to make sure this shit isn't funny. Like, uh, some people say um, they related to it because it was like a down and out, uh, you know, family, and a lot of people related to it and this and that. Like, I was always a huge fan of Married with Children. I mean, they were a down and out family, but it was comedic. You know, there was comedy laced throughout it. It was actual comedy. I don't know, to me, like, it was never funny, so now this shit came back, and, and people were, like, bugging the fuck out over it, Roseanne's back, and this and that, and on top of that, like, she's on some Trump supporter shit, like, yo, y'all bugging the fuck out, and, uh, I don't know, I guess that's the shit to y'all, but I don't fuck with it, um, so since I haven't been doing the show, the other thing that happened, big shit, I don't know why I didn't fucking lead with this, but I'm 40 years old now. So, all the more reason for me to not give a fuck about this wrestling thing. Now, some people go in, into their later years watching wrestling and, and being entertained by it. But there's just just so much just just lame shit. You know what I mean, it's just, to me, it's, it's there's a tremendous amount of immaturity within the wrestling, you know, fandom situation. I know, you know, when I do these podcasts and I start saying this type of thing, this is where I get the fucking... You know, the uh, the message board, the fucking uh, Facebook group hate, where they're like, he, he said we're immature. Like, I mean, if you're offended by what the fuck I'm saying, you're exactly who I'm talking to. Um, I, you should be able to look around, you know, the groups around you in, in the wrestling circles and know exactly what I'm talking about. And it is it is the majority. It's absolutely the majority. And, 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 of course, there's exceptions, just like in anything. But this shit is fucking crazy to me. I, I just don't I just don't feel it. Um speaking of not feeling it, um, David Starr is probably the biggest dickhead on fucking Twitter. Uh, one of, if not the best. Um best. <laughs> he's he's an accomplished dickhead. He's um he's really striving to be the best dickhead he could be. Um he he posted some shit. Oh man, I, I had a bunch of this shit screenshotted and then just didn't do any fucking shows. So I don't know if I. He had one that he posted and he was just like, he just listed a bunch of crazy shit. Like, let me see if I can find it. I know some people who I sent it to, so I can look in the messages I sent to them and see if I can track it down. There's some people specifically I send this type of dickhead shit to, and you laugh. All right. Uh, he wrote, $15 minimum wage, and in interventionist foreign policy, and dependence on fossil fuels, money out of politics, legalized marijuana, and corporate welfare, common sense gun laws, uh, pathway to citizenship for immigrants, and mass incarceration, Medicare for all, and then he said some shit like, you know, you're welcome, I just fixed the, the economy or, or the country. Like, first off, 
you can't just shout a bunch of demands and then go, see, that it's that easy. Like, dickhead, <laughs> it takes, like, major shit to get any one of those fucking things done. You know, he's just such a rich, spoiled, entitled millennial cunt. That is the best phrase I have for that dude. It's so fucking descriptive of how he carries himself and what he acts like. Because he doesn't, he doesn't apply, like, solutions or reasoning. He just, like, shouts spoiled bullshit and then just, like, yeah, if you don't agree with me, it's like, whatever, then you're an anti-Semite. And it's like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, he's just on some bullshit. Um, he's on some constant bullshit. It's like he's really trying hard for the, the, the most bullshit he could possibly put out. Um, so then... The other thing that he put out that was, uh, you know, tremendous dickhead shit, um, let me see, where the fuck, tension wrestling fans who approach merch tables, number one, do not unfold our display shirts, and this is in all caps, you know what I mean, because he's like really riled up about it, uh, number two, conversation is fine and welcomed, but please do not hold up a cue by lingering, and then he put, K thanks, bye. I mean, now, if you're a grown-ass man and you post K-thanks-bye, I already know where you're at on this planet. Yeah, I mean, I already know the type of shit you're up to in, in your off time. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're on some Odell shit for sure. I mean, it's it just, what the fuck kind of shit is that? I mean, first off, like, there there's ways that you could prevent those type of things from happening. You keep, like, one fucking shirt out. You you keep your shit under under the table in a box, whatever the case is. There's some people that tape their shirts to the table. There's some people that that hang the shirts behind the fucking table, and just put your eight by tens on the table. And then you know you got the the one flip one way for the front, one flip the other way for the back, and, and then that's that. I mean, if you're gonna leave a, a pile of fucking shirts on the table and then get all bent out of shape because people who are interested in your shit are unfolding it to see what the fuck it's about before they buy your overpriced shit, because let's not get it fucked up. Every wrestler out there is is putting out fucking twenty dollar fucking shirts. Those motherfuckers are costing them six or seven dollars a piece. Yeah, I mean, and that, that, six or seven dollars a piece to make. Some of them are one sided, which is probably even cheaper because all the ones I usually get printed are, are two sided, and it costs me like fucking seven bucks. So you need to make $13 on every shirt, and then some motherfuckers, like, like, I, I know Tremont started doing it, uh, EYFBO started doing it, charging, like, $25, like, yo, you, you're definitely, you're definitely getting that shit for 6 or $7, like, you really need to make fucking, like, a straight up almost $20 per shirt, some old wild shit, man, you, you're making crazy fucking money, gouging the fuck out of motherfuckers, but, I mean, it's, it is what it is. If they're going to pay it, I, you know, I can't hate it. But in the same token, like, don't be a dickhead while selling people shit. You know, it's, and that's the, that's such a huge part of what's turned me off from wrestling is because wrestlers, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them put themselves on this pedestal where they more or less talk down to the fans. Like, you people are this and this and, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete and I'm a this and that. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face, man. I'm a grown-ass man. I ain't trying to hear another, especially at this point, they're fucking kids. You know, you got 20-something-year-old kids talking to a 40-year-old man. Like, yeah, I mean, like, that's not that's not going to work for me. So he's just a huge dickhead. And I even put on his post, like, you're definitely coming off like a huge dickhead on a regular basis with your post. And, you know, he didn't respond to me or anything like that, but... um. 
he's just an asshole. I mean, anybody could look at what the fuck he's doing and be like, Jesus Christ, man, what the fuck? He just doesn't care. I mean, um, he he's allowed to get away with that, just like all these other millennial dickheads. And then there's enough people that, you know, that co-sign that shit. Like, yeah, you're, you're so right. And, and then, like, like, when he posted that political shit, you had motherfuckers comment and going, like, oh, thank you. You're so smart, man. I wish you were president. Like, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with these motherfuckers, man? I, I don't get it, man. It just, it turns me off from ever even turning on some shit. When I heard he won Best of the Best, it was just, I planned on watching Best of the Best because, you know, I got a soft spot for Best of the Best. You know, um, up until a couple years ago, I attended every one of them. You know, all, all the early ones for sure. Um, probably 13, 14 of them, some shit like that. Um, as soon as I saw you won it, I was like, eh, I'm all set. I don't, I don't need to watch that shit. Um, that, there's certain people like that. Yo, talented fucking wrestler. But I, I'll never... I'll never go out of my way to watch one of his wrestling matches again. Same shit goes for Joey Janela. Because he acts like a jerk off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be a consumer at all. Like, I, I, don't, I don't have that need in my life where I'm like, yo, I really need to watch his matches. Um, so, yeah, that, that David Starr, he won the fucking best of the best. Um, Joey Janela. I guess, let's, let's talk about this whole uh, Janela CZW situation. All right. Um. So, there's been a lot going on with CCW, GCW for a long time now. And, you know, there's been a bunch of subliminal shit, you know, talking shit, and um, then, you know, move next door. And I'm I'm not going chronologically. I have nothing fact-checked or fucking documented. I, I don't really take too much notes. I wrote, like, three-word sentences and then try to riff on them. But, um, he, you know, they moved next door to him with the school. Obviously, that was going to be an issue. I think CCW moved out school location or something. But um, they were next door, you know, so they started running, like, deathmatch shows next to their fucking student building and shit. And, uh, you know, GCW started doing – they were back and forth doing shit. At one point, um, Private Party versus the Ugly Ducklings was booked on, like, both company shows. They were, like, stealing each other's matches and shit. And – um. I mean, GCW did aerial assault match on the fucking uh, Jimmy Lloyd show or whatever the fuck. Um, you know, G GCW's, you know, taking shots on the mic every time they get a chance. Yo, fuck CCW, this and that. Gage is a GCW guy. He used to be CCW's heart and soul. So, obviously, you know, and, and then the Cage of Death thing. You fucking walk in after Cage of Death and pretty much shit on the show that just happened. Yeah, there, there's... There's been no fucking um, love lost between the two of them. I mean, th th these motherfuckers are, are enemies. I mean, you can say whatever you want to say. You could try to... DJ's been on podcasts and be like, I've, sit, I've sat down with the GCW management. You ain't sitting down with shit, man. Y'all are all fucked up on both ends. I, I think the owners of both companies are fucking dickheads, personally. Um, I think Danny DeMano's a huge dickhead. Brett's a fucking weasel. He's always been a weasel. Um, that That's his fucking life. I mean, he just... He runs around, he gets info on people or, or, you know, makes up whatever kind of shit he, he wants and just spins fucking, spins shit however it works out for him. Uh, he hitched his wagon to Gage, you know, before Gage was in fucking, um, in prison. And, uh, I mean, there, there's just been dirty shit going on with this dude for years and years. He's been punched by more wrestlers than your average fucking referee, you know, on some, on some non, non-work fucking, 
in the back get punched in the face shit. Brett's got like a high fucking number on that. Um, he's just a dickhead. Um, uh, then, uh, you know, DJ, DJ is a dude. I've said it time and time again. I know this has gotten to be redundant, but maybe not. Cause I haven't done a show in a while, but, um, he's a dude that bought his way into the wrestling business. I mean, straight up DJ had never belonged in any, he was a jobber at best. He was never fucking over. No one ever gave a fuck about anything. DJ Hyde was doing his matches were never fucking over. He was a student in a fucking garbage bag outfit. Um, you know, he'll claim victories on the fucking Thumbtack Jack match, but that was shock and awe shit, and that was Thumbtack Jack's gimmick that got over, not DJ Hyde. Thumbtack Jack could have did that needle shit, the cinder block shit with any other fucking doof in the ring, and it would have been just as fucking over. DJ Hyde's never done anything good. Um, In the early goings of Danny Havoc, he had a feud with Danny Havoc, and Danny just let him fucking kill him all over the fucking place. That's Danny fucking Havoc that created all of that shit. Danny Havoc was just taking murderous, crazy fucking nuts bumps all over the place on concrete and shit and, and dj still didn't get over as a monster where people were like oh shit you know people were still looking at like nate hatred like the fucking guy you know like dj had the opportunity to to stamp himself as something devastating and no one ever gave a fuck ever um he started getting interjected in um in uh big matches like Danny Havoc versus Brain Damage and DJ Hyde and everyone was like oh what the fuck and that's not like yo this is a heel reaction to a dude who's such a bad guy that's like yo you just ruined this fucking match that we were looking forward to and, and they just played it as a heel thing like oh yeah because he's a great heel <laughs> it's like come on man he had the politics yeah, fucking on lock in, in CZW and um, people were saying he was a money mark he was a money mark and he was denying that shit left and right. Next thing you know, he buys the fucking company. And it's like, <laughs> well, I wonder how he's getting the spots. You know what I mean? So that's DJ. You know, and he's one of those fucking guys who takes credit for shit he doesn't he doesn't deserve credit for. Um, he he has no he has no morals that way. You know what I mean? Like Matt Tremont on the early going, fucking killed himself all over the place. The the feud was DJ Hyde Matt Tremont. Matt Tremont almost died in that motherfucker. Like, he took that bump off the, the scaffold shit and hit his fucking head on, and all that on the two-by-fours coming down to Tangled Web shit. He almost died, but DJ didn't do shit there. And um, the end result, fucking DJ Hyde goes on a fucking shoot interview and calls him green. After all the fucking blood he shed, after all the bumps he took, after everything he fucking put in there, he turns around and calls him fucking green. You know, DJ Hyde kiss his ass where he wants he he gets this booking from this guy he gets a booking from that guy and then next thing you know they're booked on ccw shows and they're pushed and this and that crazy fucking shit you know he, he continues to to try to live the lie that he's brought wrestling to ccw where ccw had best of the best every year they try to celebrate best of the best is our you know our wrestling our this or that yeah i get it but like that shit started in 2001 yeah, I mean, so the whole, you know, folklore of DJ Hyde turning it into more of a well-rounded company, it was always a well-rounded company, but the violence made made it different. The edge that they had, the 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 outlaw edge that they had made it different. You know, and John Zandig standing in the ring and saying, "Look, if you want a fucking family show, you want this, get the fuck out of here, man. This isn't what this is. That that's not what this is." Um, 
CCW, you know, is that fucking outlaw company. And if you don't like it, get the fuck on. There's a million fucking family brand companies and this thing else. That's what CCW was. And then DJ decided he wanted to be like everything else because he wants motherfuckers to like him, you know. And, and it's it's crazy. I don't know who bought the company or whatever as far as, you know, buying part of the company or whatever. But, like, shit went bad long before that. You can't even blame it on that. Um, he, he made – vocally made Sammy the Booker and then turned it into like, oh, uh, well, you know, Sammy's our guy. Sammy's our guy. Went on podcast like, yeah, he's going to be here every month. And the next thing you know, it's like Sammy signs in New Japan. Sammy signs in fucking uh, TNA. Sammy's here. Sammy's there. Sammy ain't in fucking CZW. And then it, it just, he's like making phone calls and, and text booking, you know, text booking. Um, I didn't even mean that pun, but, um, you know, so it, it just, it's continued to go in that direction. Meanwhile, GCW, again, I, I think they're, they're definitely dickheads as far as the owners go. But what they're putting there for the fans is exactly what the fans want to see. So if you don't have any problem with the owners as far as, you know, the way that they conduct themselves and, and, and that type of thing, if you're just looking at the product, GCW is far, far superior. They don't have the, the intelligence to actually put together, like, storylines or, or shit that makes sense and flows and, and has, like, like a month-to-month progression or anything like that. They don't have that type of mentality. But they can put on super shows month after month for the most part. You know, Jody Fleisch was brought back to fucking the east coast by gcw like after all those fucking years after all those years you know him being a, a legend on, on at least the best of the best scene you know jody fleisch johnny storm was one of the fucking top top best of the best matches ever and i uh, brought back like years down the road uh, you know by gcw it's just weird shit like that you know, they're just capitalizing on shit that, that CCW dropped the ball on. It's it's an easy enough script to follow because people have been screaming it and DJ's like, no, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Um, so, again, like, my, my view on both companies. Um, the talent thing started, I don't know exactly when it started, but I started hearing some shit about G-Raver not being able to work GCW. And then that was like an on and off thing. He was working here, he was working there, and then he was kind of working both again. I don't think he's working CZW at this point. So I think, if anything, he's working GCW, not CZW. Um, I could be wrong on that, really. I don't uh, follow too, too much of it. On the, uh, I think the last GCW show before the spring break deal, um, Brandon Kirk and Mance Warner were pulled off supposedly last minute by DJ or, you know, on their own, but because of CCW. And um, Mance Warner isn't booked for CCW, but from what I'm hearing, he's going to be announced for Tournament of Death, which is weird that, like, if you're going to the extent of, like, pulling people off shows and shit like this, but still, like, not dropping their fucking name, like, hey, by the way, this guy's booked for us. It's weird, you know what I mean? Like, everybody knows this shit happened. Like, it, it, shit gets blown up all over the internet, and you still haven't really announced shit for, for TOD. It's fucking weird. Um, and then uh, Brandon Kirk is a dude who, you know, I think he's talented, but I don't think he's as big of a draw as DJ seems to think. Like, he was the first announcement for Best of the Best and the first announcement for TOD. Y'all can settle the fuck down with all that, because, like, I think if you put him on your shows, he's going to perform. He's going to do a good job. He's a hardworking kid. And um, 
I, I, you know, I think he's valuable to a card, but don't put him on the top of your fucking poster. That's fucking ridiculous. Like no one's coming from anywhere to fucking see him. Um, you know, put some shit out there that people want to see. I mean, honestly, Schlack is a draw at this point. The fucking fans, the, the old school CZW fans, the way, the way um CZW used to look, Schlack is like that fucking guy. You know, I mean, and they keep going like, oh, he he's green, he's green, he's not ready, he's green. Like, I mean, yo, like back in the day, like, I mean, hatred was fucking people up. I mean, there was a lot of like. There was a lot of people that were doing um, some some green type shit from time to time on, on shows, you know, and, and Hatred had some great shit, too. But in the same token, like, let's let's not get out of fucking hand, especially when it's DJ Hyde calling a motherfucker green and he's still not whatever color he's supposed to be. Um, so then supposedly, like, I guess the wheels keep turning as far as this uh, this talent situation goes and you you're either going to work here or you're going to work here. And, like, I, I think it's it's dumb for any independent company to do that because, again, like, you're not paying a, you're not paying a wrestler enough to just work for you. Like, it's not like you, you're paying him enough wages to compensate for other dates. It's just, you know, you, you're making him choose because you've got problems with the company. Now, I mean, on, on this side of things, I don't really blame him, especially when it comes to, like, Nick Gage walking in their fucking back doors and them being so soft that they just let that shit happen in front of their fucking crowd. Like, if somebody walks in the motherfucking building, if they can get into the fucking ring when they weren't supposed to be there, your whole operation is soft. You gotta be able to drag the motherfuckers out of there, no matter who they are. And I don't give a fuck if he gets on the mic, I'm Nick Gage, come bu- somebody come fucking stop me. Come on, he's a fucking human being. If you can't get four of your fucking wrestlers and drag the motherfucker out of there, then then your whole operation looks fucking soft as shit. So, shit like that happened. He just fucking looked at your guys like, yeah, this fucking show sucks. GCW's where it's at. Fuck this company. And this, he's standing in your ring at the biggest fucking show of the year. And I think enough time's gone by that, like, yeah, you, you had no angle following that or anything. So, it was what it was. Now, for you to go forward with that and let everybody work for both companies i don't i don't blame like a dj or maven or whoever the fuck said that to be like all right enough of this shit like you're either with us or against us because these motherfuckers are clearly against us they move their show they move their you know their school next to our school they're walking in our biggest show and telling us to fuck ourselves like again i don't agree with it from a financial standpoint of the wrestlers like yo like you're not paying them enough to do one or the other but like there's some major dumb shit going on between the two companies. I don't expect them to be okay. Like, yay, go hang over there and tell them everything I said this month. Yeah, like, it, shit's got fucked up, you know, from both sides. So, I guess that type of shit was going down with Janela, where uh, they told him pick, and, you know, he's going with GCW. I mean, as far as that goes, I don't, I don't like Janela. Janela really, he, he's taking this um very immature stance, and... He does this thing where, you know, just that, that troll mentality shit. Or if he knows, like, some shit bothers you, like, he's going to come at you with that. And again, you know, 40 years old, I don't think that shit's cute. I don't give a fuck who you are. If, you're, if your gimmick is going to be come on my posts or, you know, or, or come at me in any, any way, shape, or form or just say shit to me that you know that I, I'm not going to like for a reaction – Dan, Dan, that's some dickhead shit. I, I don't really have patience for that shit. I'm a little too old for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't do that shit to people. I don't just show up on people's posts and be like, hey, 
fuck that shit, right? Like, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to even find an example. But, like, that, that just troll mentality, like, I'm just going to say this shit to piss people off. Like, uh, a lot of shit I say pisses people off, but it's not, I'm not saying it for that reason. I'm just being honest about my feelings about shit. And obviously, you know, I guess not the popular opinion for the most part. But, um, he just, he, he just got on some real immature shit. And, um, you know, he deleted me off of Facebook because, you know, I criticized his weight too much. But it's some shit that he's he's super offended about, but not enough to really change it or actually work hard. So it is what it is, you know. He could be mad. He do whatever he wants to do on, on that end. Um, but I don't blame him as far as that goes. I don't, I don't blame him for picking GCW. I mean, if we're going to say one or the other, I mean, GCW, before they were GCW, they were JCW, and they were putting him over, putting up against Scott Hall and, you know, or X-Pac or whatever the fuck, and they were, they were booking him against, I mean, they they brought Gage in to work the, uh, whatever, skate and surf thing, and, and or Janela, and I mean, it, they were doing a lot of shit for Janela before CCW was really putting him on that type of stage, so I 100% understand Janela picking that you know, um, but I guess it became like a public thing, where he got on the mic and said some shit, I haven't seen it, because I think somebody posted a video, and that dude has me blocked, or some, again, some old fucking, some old bullshit, where, uh, you know, motherfuckers who are posting things, is people who didn't like me at some point, so I can't see it, again, I don't have time for this shit, I'm, not, I'm too old, I don't really give a fuck about any of this, but, um, so, yeah, I guess Janela's gone from there. Uh, he posted some shit even apologizing for his in- unprofessionalism because of whatever he said on the mic. And uh, But his last CCW match and thanked him for everything and all parting ways and this and this. I mean, I don't blame him. Um, I, I'm guessing this means the end of Schlack there, too, because Schlack is a GCW guy. Sure, he started CCW. He really tried to show his loyalty and not work any tournaments until he worked Tournament of Death and all that, which they wound up taking him out first round. Uh, you know, putting fucking Jimmy Havoc or, fuck, you know, um, so I don't know. Like he, he did what he could as far as loyalty and shit, but I, he has way too much fun at GCW. If you talk to that dude at any given point, like they're putting him in big name death matches, like big marquee death matches, letting him fucking run wild. Um, I don't know if I've seen many promos at all of him in CCW, but they're doing promo packages. They're doing all that shit for him in GCW. And um, I, I just can't imagine him picking CZW. It, it wouldn't make any sense in the world for him to be like, all right, CZW. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, I don't really get it. Um, if they're going to make Joey choose, then they got to make Schlack choose. They got to make Tremont choose. And, again, Tremont's been a CZW guy for years and all that. But, again, like, he's not really the type of guy to tell one company, like, yeah, I can't work here. I, I feel like Tremont's one of those dudes that's just going to get an exception. And they're just going to be like, ah, you can do what you want, Matt. Because Matt doesn't need neither one of them. He's solidified himself and has made himself a big enough name and a big enough draw, you know, to be able to work here and there and all the places. And if you don't want him there, then that's your loss, not his loss, because you won't use him or some shit like that. So I, I can see him being an exception, but you can't, you can't do that and be taken seriously. You know what I mean? If you're going to put Joey that way. And Joey legitimately, look. Yeah, I give credit where credit's due. Joey is one of their biggest draws. He has been one of their biggest draws for a long time. Uh, his his entrance hits, he's one of the biggest pops out of fucking anybody in that locker room. 
I mean, hands down. For a while, it was him and Dreamon, straight up. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that I really answered anything there because uh, I, I don't really blame him for fucking leaving if he had to choose. And I don't really blame DJ for making people choose, you know, despite it not being a good business thing for the wrestlers. GCW and CZW is just such a volatile thing that, like, I don't expect them to cooperate in any way, shape, or form at this point. Like, they should be going at each other's throats until one of them is gone. And honestly, the way CZW is going, it's going to be CZW. Um, uh, Drake Young is black now. I don't know if anybody saw this. Um, but if you, um, he's been on some tan shit for years. But, I mean, you see him in, like, a group photo with a bunch of white people. And it looks like, yo, who's a black dude in the back? And it's like, well, that's Drake Younger. Um, it's wild. I just, like, you'll see some pictures here and there. He's, he's in group shit, and it just it fucking jumps. And, you know, like Robbie Marino, like, yo, I'm, I'm envious of your tan. Like, cut it out, yo. Like, <laughs> this shit is bizarre. Motherfuckers are looking crazy out there. And uh, Drake is way, way out of hand with that shit. Like, if he doesn't get skin cancer, that shit doesn't exist. So, um, shout out to Drake. You know, much love that I do. But, um, yo. SPF or some shit, man. That the, the tanning is crazy. Uh, fuck. Um, I, I I got I finished my my right arm sleeve, so that shit's all done. You know the whole the whole gremlin piece, everything, everything's done there. I start out on my left joint um, in August. August starts all of that. That's gonna be my Muppet sleeve over there. Um, my races start next fucking Saturday. Like next Saturday, I'll be in City Field running up and down the motherfucking stairs like a maniac. And then the week after that, I got Spartan Beast in Vernon, New Jersey. It's fucking most brutal race. Um, took me like seven hours last year, seven the year before. I want to say it took me less last year because I think they might have like chilled out a little bit because the year before it was like such crazy fucking elevation change and up and down and up and down. It would take you like fucking three times up and down that mountain just to hit a mile and it's like yeah fucking murder um so yeah i i got a lot going on with that type of shit um let me see what the fuck else i got um so czw what else happened fucking uh they changed hands with the title again to mjf the feinstein kid uh he you know he, he's good he's a great heel yeah, he's got a great persona as far as, like, you know, being that arrogant dickhead heel. Um, he's a great wrestler, especially for a short amount of time, you know, in the business. From what I understand, he hasn't really been around that long. And, I mean, he, he can go, you know, with some of your, you know, top fucking wrestlers. They put him in there with, and, you know, he's good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the it's just crazy the way that they're switching on and off with these uh, these title changes. Um, Ricky Shane Page just got it after they had, I think it was fucking like February or something. They gave him some shit that gave him a world title shot, like whatever, a coin or necklace or whatever kind of homo shit that they do in CZW. Now, uh, ultimate opportunity fucking coin or some shit. So he won that shit in like fucking February. And then it was like, yeah, fuck, <laughs> yo, in, in fucking December, I want a title shot. It's like, <laughs> I guess you don't really want it that fucking bad. So in December, he wins the fucking title. Okay, well, here we are, fucking April, 
He lost the fucking title. So, you know, and really no no real defenses. I mean, maybe he had defenses. I'm trying to remember, but um, I think they skipped January, right? And then when it came out in February, they had uh, him with, like, Penta and Phoenix versus OI4K. And then uh, I think the Asbury show, they had him defended against Tremont. And uh, I think that's it, right? I don't know if he defended it in March, did he? Or was that? No, that wasn't March. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, I don't know. But, uh, so, you know, you had that. And then, boom, fucking April loses the title to MGF. So, that's him back to the drawing board. Um, again, I, I don't think that's a bad dude to have the title on. And then they, they stripped our MJF of the, the wired title that he had and said, oh, we're going to have a tournament for it at Prelude to Violence to crown a new um, uh, wired champion. Which the wired belt's always been bullshit. It's fucking rainbow colored. It used to be the fucking junior heavyweight championship, which had a fucking prestige and had fucking history to it. And they just wiped that shit off the map and was like, yeah, fucking back to the drawing board. We'll, we'll just do some other shit. We'll do this rainbow shit for another failed TV project. And, that, you know, that's what they went with. So, and, and another dumbass decision because Prelude to Violence should be getting everybody fucking amped up to Tournament of Death. Um, that's like your, your precursor to Tournament of Death. Um, where, you know, uh, whatever you do before Best of the Best should be like all roads lead to Best of the Best. That should be like your, your teaser for Best of the Best that gets people hyped for that. So... To do some more, I mean, I know the wire title has been, like, open weight and all that for a while now. But to do another, like, wrestling-based, like, focused on, on the wrestling side of things right now, like, at Prelude to Violence. And then you're somehow going to switch gears to Tournament of Death. I, see, that's the thing. Like, DJ is so accustomed to just taking shit for granted. And, like, TOD just draws. TOD just draws. I'll just do whatever the fuck. I don't need to really announce much. I don't need to get people hyped. I don't need to do nothing. Uh, I'll just fucking run autopilot. Book a bunch of bullshit. And then when it comes down to TOD, all right, people just show up because it's TOD. And, you know, I, I feel like you might get something, but CCW is fucking struggling. I think it was last month that they had... Um, I forget what the fuck the name of the show was or whatever, but Lyle had posted like, yeah, I'm the only photographer here. I wasn't even planning on shooting, and then I ended up shooting the whole fucking thing. And that's fucking crazy because you had all sorts of dirty motherfuckers running around that ring before that, like just motherfuckers who never shot anything. And look, I, I never put myself over as any kind of professional photographer because I shot a handful of shows, but I was never ringside photographer, you know, on the level of Lyle or Hamhead. Um, or, or, you know, any one of these people that have reps, you know, I mean, whether I like them or not, like, you know, I hope Hamhead fucking, you know, fucking slips off his porch tomorrow morning, but, you know, obviously he's got reps, so, I mean, you, you're gonna call him a, a reputable, um, ringside photographer, uh, Drew Chahos is definitely, um, as far as I'm concerned, the best out there, um, especially in the deathmatch realm, like, he just knows how to get in the right spots, and, his photos come off, like, real artistic, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's got a fucking eye for that type of shit. It's not just, like, rapid-fire lens shit and just, he's, you know, catching some shit luckily. He knows what the fuck he's doing out there, so. Um, let me see. What the fuck? 
Oh, but CZW. So, so then the other thing that happened was, um, and and they just turned off a bunch of motherfuckers with this last night. At best of the best, they uh, I guess the the place they run at is like a is like a gym. I forget what the fuck it's called. Um, but it's like, it's like one of those high class health club gyms where it's kind of like, you know, indoor fucking pools and like crazy clean as a motherfucker. You know, like multi floors, like. Like some real fucking, uh, you know. I think I think they got like full core basketball. Like they they got fucking room in there, and the shit is legit, you know. From the pictures I saw of the joint, um, I guess they're running shows in there, and um, it again, it just looks like another one of these places, like the you know the Ratatouille Kids Center and shit. Like, you know, what the fuck, CZW is running here? It just looks like too classy of a place for CZW. So CCW just goes in there and then dumbs their product down and, you know, the fans are just supposed to deal with it. Like, ah, yeah, we can't really do that here. You know, where GCW is, is busting light tubes and, and setting fires and barbed wire and fucking everything under the sun. And CCW just goes, hey, yeah, no, 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 we'll just do what we fucking want. Um, and uh, so I guess they, they put in some kind of like no food policy and shit. And uh, obviously one of the big, big problems with that Fan-wise, the Cookie Man. This Cookie Man has, uh, Steve has, has paid for countless fucking wrestlers' bookings. He's been, you know, he's money-marked quite a few things in CZW. And over the past, like, couple years, they've allowed especially wrestlers to talk down to this motherfucker like he's some piece of shit. David Starr was one of them. Um, you know, because again, like, the, the, the maturity is lower, the sensitivity is higher... And it's just, it's all fucking crazy now. Where they used to yell, you know, Trent's a faggot and Cashmere swallows before they even knew Cashmere swallowed. And, uh, you know, they would yell every fucking thing they could possibly yell at people because that was that was the nature of the, the performance of wrestlers is heckle the wrestlers with anything you got. There wasn't like a, don't you dare say that in the building, you'll be removed. And that's like the stance that David Starr took. Yeah, I guess they were throwing pennies and shit like this, but... You know, again, when you do the type of shit, like, back in the day, they started throwing uh, change at, at the Backseat Boys because, um, you know, they were collecting dollars on the way around, you know, like strippers from the fucking chicks, and then the dudes start, like, throwing change at them and shit. So when you get a motherfucker like Johnny go on the mic and go, like, you throw another piece of change and we're walking the fuck out, I mean, <laughs> it was like guns were shooting this change. <laughs> like, you just started, like... Bing! <laughs> like you, they were hitting the fucking guardrails, they were hitting the walls behind you. I, I just like I'd have to like lower my hat and look down a little bit because you'd just see these shits come sailing across the fucking ring. Nothing was even to that caliber, but David Starr was taking that same type of like you throw another fucking thing, and it it, it wasn't handled the way that it should have been. If it was something that was off limits from the start, management should have handled it not the fucking wrestler who is playing the arrogant dickhead because then it just entices the fans to do some more shit um security should be security not the fucking wrestlers i know that that's fucking weird crazy shit to, to be saying because uh you know you just get these these green fucking wrestlers uh, trainees that are supposed to be security and they're just rolling their eyes looking at their fucking phone because they can't wait to be on the card they're not actually doing security so, I mean, that that's half the fucking problem. But, again, like, the, the softness of uh, the way that everything's turned, yeah, th that's the other big fucking problem. Um, so, 
they told him like, yeah, no, you know, they got astroturf in here or whatever, and you can't, you can't get cookies because there, there might be crumbs in the fucking, you know. So then, uh, I guess they told him no drinks except for water, and they were selling waters, from what I understand. Well, uh, Michael Adecchio and those guys, uh, they they had like put their water down and then went on intermission, and when they came back, I guess Preacher threw out the waters because Preacher's like a big. Big shot in CCW now, which is just all fucking awkward. Um, and, uh, you know, so he threw out their waters and yelled at them. And and then, like, they're like, yo, what the fuck are you throwing my... And they're like, yeah, you, you keep complaining about your water. We'll throw you out. It's like, wait, hold on. Like, this was like a month or two ago. DJ was just sucking this guy's cock in the fucking Asbury Park ring, doing shots with him for his birthday. He went to his fucking wedding. He went to this. He went to that. And next thing you know, they're like, yeah... If you if you keep complaining about us throwing your property out, man, you're going to get the fuck out of here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that's the way the shit went down legitimately, that's, that's a wild stance. Now, as far as Preacher goes, Preacher is a dude who took a fucked up bump, broke his own fucking neck, and then he's teaching kids how to bump. I don't, you know, on one hand, you can get trained by fucking preacher in this door over here. If you walk across the parking lot over there, you get trained by fucking Homicide and and Nick Gage. Two guys are tremendously over and, um, you know, despite going through many, many things, haven't broken their own fucking neck, you know, taking a bump. So uh, my vote would be going to Nick Gage and uh, Homicide personally. But um, instead, you can get DJ Hyde and Preacher, which just sounds ridiculous. Um, hold up. All right, I unplugged the mic. All right, um, and then the other thing about him is, like, I'll never forget, this dude did a street fight with Alex Cologne with the call sheet for the night hanging out of his fucking back pocket. <laughs> like, just, just tremendously unprofessional shit. The dude's got a garbage look. He's always had a garbage look. He's never looked like any sort of fucking money. He looked like he owed money every fucking time he walked out there. Not like he is money. Like he, the dude looks like garbage all the fucking time. And um, his ring work was never shit. He was never over. This dude broke his fucking neck. The other guy who he's in a match with, Alex Cologne. You know, was out there cutting promos like, good, I'm glad you broke your neck, you motherfucker, you know what I mean? He's obviously, like, the big heel. Preacher came back to no fucking response. Dude came back from a broken neck to fight the guy who, you know, in storyline, broke his fucking neck. Should have fought himself. Uh, In storyline, broke his fucking neck, and no one gave a fuck. No one popped for that dude. No one was happy about it. Maybe his wife or whoever the fuck he brought with him popped that night. But nobody audibly popped. That dude was not over. And shortly after, he was like, all right, I'm going to hang it up. Uh, uh, I made my return so I could hang it up. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. This is the fucking guy. And he he's going to be talking to... to uh... <laughs> he's going to be talking to um, fans like, you know, what kind of shit is this? I don't even know what the fuck this dude's trying to ask me. How many times do they have to debate whether to kill people or not trying to kill them? I don't know. I, I think this dude's trying to ask me some Walking Dead shit, but I I don't watch Walking Dead, so I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, that that that's CCW as a whole, and you know they've turned off these people. 
who, you know, were, were so fucking loyal that, you know, they're attending their fucking weddings, they're, they're doing shots with them in the fucking ring, which to, to everybody else but the people who were friends with them looks like fucking garbage. But you sacrifice your company's professionalism and, and, and your look for the sake of kissing, you know, whatever person's ass on any given night. And then within a month, you're turning them off enough where they're like, yeah, I'm never coming back. So that's the type of business y'all are doing. What's funny with the Janela thing is Janela was the dude who was telling me and anybody else who had negative criticism for CZW about a year and a half ago, something like that. If you don't like it, just watch something else because CZW is going in a really good direction and they're making great progress. Well, how's that fucking progress going now? As you walk out the motherfucking door, as CZW continues to decline, you see a lot of fucking empty seats behind Captain Dave on his fucking wrap-up show. On his pregame, on his wrap-up show, on his intermission show, I'm seeing a lot of motherfucking empty chairs. So, that's the one motherfucker you're going to keep getting every month. But other than that, like, a lot of those fucking front row shits are clearing the fuck out. All your loyal to, loyal dudes are clearing the fuck out. Why is that? Because you, you're making progress in the right direction? Or maybe I'm right. Maybe I've been fucking right. That y'all fucking up. You don't care about what your fans like. You're trying to be like everything else, and you can't measure up to everything else. Best of the best, that fucking lineup was trash. Yeah, I mean, you got half of fucking Dave Chris trainees in there, and then you got, like, Matt Riddle, all right, Rich Swan, who, again, you had to wait until that motherfucker showed up at the building to hit his fucking music and, and have anyone know he was there because you didn't know whether he was going to fucking show up or, he, or not either. This is your, you know, your longtime friend, Rich Swan, because he fucked you the last time you booked him. Joey Janela, talent, okay? Also his last show. So, like, there, you know, you booked Tessa Blanchard to take her out first round. Like, well, why'd you book a chicken best of the best to take her out first round? You know, if anything, Kimberly, she just got fucked back. Why didn't you book her? Yeah, I mean, shit doesn't make any sense. Maria Manic, CCW school trainee. She's fucking wrestling dudes. She's more fucking fit than anybody, for the most part, in your fucking locker room. You're not going to book her, though. You just want to kiss Ricochet's ass and put his girlfriend in the fucking tournament. It's just it's just bullshit. The fans see right through it. Like I said, this, this is why Like I, I just got to the age where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck what y'all book anymore. It just, I'm all, I'm way past it. So, um... Uh, it's just, just not my deal. It's, it's just not my deal. And, you know, you turn enough people off that you're just like, yeah, I got nothing for you. I, I'm just going to GCW. Fuck CZW. And th these were your, I mean, you know, Michael Adecchio and those fucking dudes. Those are the dudes that, you know, I've referred to for months as, uh, or years, actually, as uh, the guys who you could shit in their vehicle. Like, if they left their car unlocked, and DJ Hyde went and shit in their car and put, like, stuck an 8 by 10 in the pile of shit of, of DJ Hyde. They would just bring Febreze the next month. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't stop them at all. They'd be like, damn, man. Yeah, don't forget the Febreze because they might shit in our car again. Yeah, I mean, like, don't forget the plastic bags, paper towels, and Febreze because sometimes they shit in our car. Like, that wouldn't stop them from coming. And you've gone far enough where you've turned those fucking people off. Those dudes were buying fucking track jackets, some thin-ass track jackets, for 85 fucking dollars a piece. And years ago, I was calling them fucking stupid for doing that shit. $85 a piece, they're buying fucking track jackets off you, and you found a way to turn those motherfuckers away. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just comical at this point. Um, let me see. Uh, John Wayne Murdoch has taken Masada's place in King of the Death Match. Uh, I, I guess there was some scheduling conflicts, whatever. That's a shame. Um, John Wayne Murdoch's all right. I, I don't think he's quite as good as, as uh, he's made out to be at, at times. Um, he's had great matches, you know, with like Gage. Um, he, he's definitely had his, his uh, points where he shined quite a bit. I mean, realistically, he had a great tournament last time I was there. You know, I can only say so much. Um, he, he, you know, went a real fucking silly route when he started, like, begging people for, like, pizza money and shit on Facebook. And that's when I was just, again, like, you act like enough of a fucking weirdo as a person. I stopped caring about your matches. Like, it just, it takes precedent over whatever the fuck you plan on doing in the ring. Where I'm like, oh, that's the dude that was begging motherfuckers for pizza money on Facebook. Like, I'm not really... I don't give a fuck what he's about to do right now. You know what I mean? And that's, again, that's where I give fucking low-key credit. Motherfuckers could talk or whatever kind of shit about him, not want to take a pin here and there. When the fuck has he made himself look stupid online? When 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 is he... He ruined his whole fucking gimmick by the way he talked on Facebook or Twitter or this or that. And when was the last time you saw him bitching about motherfuckers unfolding his shirts on Twitter? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just... I mean, pick your poison. I mean, whatever you, whatever you would rather, you know, if you would rather support that dude, you know, who, who's bitching about the unfolding the shirts and, and then be mad at low key because of some shit you heard, then fucking have at it. I mean, it is what it is. Um, do I think GCW doing TOS outside this year will have just as good or better fun vibe atmosphere than TOD? I just think GCW right now is doing better shit on the deathmatch realm. Uh, TOD the thing is, is uh, they have that DJ's backyard vibe where it's just like really open and fucking you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like people who just do whatever the fuck they want in that parking lot, you know, in that, uh, in that big field, you know, it's just a party. You'd be fucking wasted out there. Like That's one of those good places to go. You want to fucking people watch. Yeah. I mean, if you're the type of person to be like unconscious fucking drunk, that's a good place to be. If you're a type of person who's entertained by motherfuckers who are falling over and trying to fight, like, the air around them by the end of the day, that's another good place to be. Um, you know. Um, yeah, so, you know, I think that they'll they'll put on a great show. Um, they haven't had an, a disappointing deathmatch tournament thus far. Like, even the ones, like, yeah, um... TOS 1 was a disaster as far as injuries and everything, and they just still put on, like, one of the craziest fucking shows you've ever seen. You know, just fucking mayhem all over the place, including the, you know, the roof shit and everything else. Just just crazy fucking shit you won't forget. So, again, like, I, I wouldn't doubt that they put on some, especially outdoors, is gonna, they're gonna try to match the TOD vibe. And, yeah, I mean, they'll put on some shit. Um, let me see. Takashi six nine. Uh, I I you know I, I keep seeing this fucking dude pop up with his rainbow bright hair, and uh, motherfucking uh teeth is rainbow and all this shit. He just looks like a fruit. He's got fit sixty nine tattooed all over his arms, like over and over, and then like big as hell on his face, like just wild shit. And the dude is just making crazy money. I I actually thought he was worth a lot more. I had to look up, like, just to get myself mad, I had to look up, like, what his net worth is, and from what I'm seeing, his net worth is, like, 300000 
So I, I thought he was like a millionaire off that dumb shit. Because these people just like randomly get like so much money you can't believe it in like a blink of an eye. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's inaccurate and he has a lot more money than that. But um, he's getting crazy money. He's like doing like big on the charts, I think. But um, it's just absolute trash. There's nothing good about this dude. Um, and uh, just another one of these complete garbage rappers. He's running around calling gangs out and shit. And uh, I mean, someone's going to shoot him in his face. Uh, probably between the six and the nine. Um, but I don't know. He did some kind of old freestyle shit, and it was just like, I'm I'm waiting for lyrics. I'm just I'm staring at it, going like, when the fuck is this shit gonna start? And that's like his whole shit is he's just mumbling on and on. Um, it's just garbage, absolute trash. I I don't respect and anybody who contributes to his fucking wealth. I don't respect you. I don't I don't I don't like you. I just I, I've gotten to that point, man. I just. People, yeah, people get all butthurt, and you're like, oh, if you don't agree with J-Cat, he doesn't like you. Well, that's that's partially true. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, if if I have friends and we legitimately like, hey, I'm into this and this is why, and and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not into that. And that, that that type of thing is fine. But when like some shit just baffles me, and I just look like this is complete fucking trash, and. and there's no real explanation or rhyme or reason and someone else is just like crazy into it. We're just not the same type of motherfucker. Um, I think that that's, that's basically all I could really say about that dude, but it just baffles me. Absolutely baffles me. Um, dude asked me about chainsaw Tony. I don't know what the fuck you want me to tell you. Uh, I, I don't think that's a topic or anything. Uh, he was a dude that, um, years ago, uh, Tony Myers, he he was on the um the message boards and shit just like popping shit just like popping wild shit and uh calling himself like you know real accomplished before he was really accomplished and then hey man the dude went and made him fucking made a name for himself and, and became like leatherface over there in fucking japan and all that shit like the you know the next coming of leatherface and all that and yeah, to everybody's standards, he didn't he didn't match what Leatherface was previous. But fuck, man, to go and, and take that role, you know, that meant so much in Japan and FMW and all of that shit. Then fucking good for him, man. He he accomplished his shit. So I don't know what else the fuck you want me to say about him. Um, let me see. I thought there was something else. But yeah, I'm going to IWA Mid-South next month, and it's just fucking crazy. It's one of these things that, like, like I on and off regret um, agreeing to, because I'm so, like, not into wrestling at all. For me to be traveling 14 hours for a wrestling show is just bizarre in itself. I'm definitely convinced that um, this will be the last wrestling show I attend, because I just don't give a fuck about it anymore. Um, you know, this, this MDK fucking homo um if i see him out there i don't i don't know what's gonna happen i i really have no idea i i don't think he's gonna show up there wanting any kind of fucking smoke with me i can't imagine i can't i'm a 40 year old man but i'm also a 40 year old man who's who's not about to like let some some fucking dude talk any kind of wild shit like that yeah i mean like he he was talking about punching me in the face and all of this shit and and, and threatening violence on me so i mean if I do see him, he is going to have the opportunity to do whatever the fuck he said he was going to do. And chances are he ain't going to do a fucking thing. Because while he's been running his fucking mouth and looking like an old man, even though he's younger than me, 
from what I know. Uh, and, and catching theft charges and all of that other type of bullshit. And just looking like garbage. I've been training my motherfucking ass off. I'll be into my fucking fourth Spartan trifecta when I show up to the motherfucking uh, IWA arena or whatever they want to call it. Um, I think Nick Gage is winning this year, which is um, I, I that's a huge motivating factor of me going. I've been always a huge Gage fan. I think in in recent time. I don't think I don't even know how aware Gage is of what I do or what I say or whatever the case is, but I'd imagine it gets back to him in some way, shape, or form. And he's probably not as big of a fan of me as uh, you know. He he used to be real cool with me. You know, he used to talk at the shows. He would fucking see me before I seen him. Yo, J Cat and all that shit. But you know, I'm very vocal about. It. I hate Brett. That's his his best friend. And I I still think that Brett shaves his back because he used to be hairy as fucking. Someone's getting at that. My guess is Brett. Besides the point, huge Gage fan, always have been, um, you know, he, he's like that deathmatch low-key, yeah, I mean, low-key had that fucking intensity, he always brought it every fucking time, Gage is like that guy on a deathmatch front, and he can wrestle too, but, like, that is like the most intense motherfucker you can, you can find, um, so I, I'm excited because I, I really think he's gonna win this tournament, so to see Nick Gage go through a whole fucking tournament, like that, I think it's going to be fucking amazing. Uh, the last time he was there, for the last one that, that I went to, he was the most over thing there. I mean, the East Coast fans came out, and he was so fucking over, rightfully so. Uh, so I think he's going to go out there. He's going to tear it the fuck up. You know, Masada's not in the tournament anymore, which is a shame. But they got Schlack. They got um, the Mexican dudes, uh, Miedo Extremo and... Uh, Cyclope and uh, Arrow Boy, and I mean they they got a stacked fucking tournament there, so um, I'm really looking forward to it. As much as I could look forward to a wrestling show, because I really don't look forward to wrestling shows anymore. Um, the thing I dread the most, it's not even like uh like I fucking hate the show already and I didn't go. Like I I expect to like the show. I just wish it was fucking an hour away, not 14 fucking hours away. That drive is just fucking bludgeoning. It just sucks. So I'm hoping some fun can be spun out of that, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, fabulous is trash, huh? Uh, dude supposedly knocked his chick's teeth out. It was on the video, fucking waving, I guess, a knife around or some shit, and threatening her father and all that shit. Like Jesus Christ, people hop out of the fucking woodwork to do some domestic shit. Uh, Reuben Foster, the dude that was on the Niners. He's, he's fucking about to be charged with felony fucking domestic violence. He could face up to 11 years. <laughs> this motherfucker's making millions of dollars in the fucking NFL. And this dude could do 11 fucking years. I mean, you gotta be the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. Like, that shit is... That shit is so fucking bizarre. Um... I'm trying to think if there's anything else I missed thus far. Um... I listen to some podcasts. I listen uh anybody out there listening to that fucking Mike Tyson podcast, that's about the silliest shit I ever heard. Um it it is not what you expect. Um you you think like, oh Mike Tyson on a podcast, you know, he's you know, him just covering topics and shit like that. It's this other dude pretty much doing the podcast, using Mike Tyson's name and, and likeness and all that and it's Mike's deal. 
and and, and the shit goes like kind of like this like so mike you went out to dinner last night right you went to eat you went out you got food right yeah i like food uh, okay yeah yeah what did you get would you get like a uh, fish uh, uh would you get steak you like steak yeah i like steak uh, I, all right, yeah, Mike. Yeah, I like steak too. Yeah, well, <laughs> where'd you go? Did you have a good time? What time you go to bed? You know, do you get bed early? Uh, do you go to bed late? What do you mean? Yeah, hold on. Not early. <laughs> this is like the, the whole fucking show. And then like they had uh, the one I listened to had uh, Adam Carolla on and shit. And like you hear like five minutes into this fucking interview because the other dude's the one doing all the talking. You just hear like, <laughs> like, hey, Mike, what are you eating over there? I'm just eating some chips. <laughs> just like, holy shit. This dude is just hanging the fuck out. Like, he's just hanging out and bringing in fucking numbers. You know, bringing them fucking ratings up. And, and dude's got to just, like, force feed him a question. He's like, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> just just the wildest shit ever. Um, yeah, that's... I don't know. I, uh... I can't fuck with shit like that. That's That's clearly, um... Not what I expected. Yeah, you know, I definitely expected some old wild shit with uh, you know, Tyson getting into all sorts of topics and stuff. And it's like, you get like two word answers on the Mike Tyson podcast. Um, I think that's about all I got. Uh, oh, uh, definitely. You know, I, I got the fuck out of here shirts. You know, Ring of Honor mock logo with F O H on there. It says "fuck out of here" uh, on the back. Yakuza Kick Radio. Um, uh, I'm going fifteen on them. I, I gotta at this point. Uh, I gotta. I got them out there to a couple people. Um, if we're doing a mail thing, PayPal, all that, I gotta go 21 on this. I know the first couple people, I went 20, and then like PayPal charged me at least one of those times. PayPal charged me like 80 fucking cents off the rip. So it's like, dude, I I'm not trying to like make PayPal money in order to get the 20 dollars. Like five's supposed to cover my shipping, so I get 15 dollars on the shirt. You know what I mean? I'm trying not to kill people on it. Trying not to do the $20 shirt thing. But, uh, you know, I mean, I'm trying to at least have $20 to, to cover shipping and then cover whatever else. So I, I got to go 21 if we're going to do online orders because I took a little bit of a hit on, on that other one, paying PayPal 80 cents. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do 21 on that person, which I don't see none of y'all motherfuckers in person. So, I mean, it's it's very... <laughs> That's going to be very few and far between. Uh, I'll probably bring a couple to King of the Deathmatch, but I'm not going to pack a fucking suitcase full of shirts to sell fucking free shirts. So I'll, I'll bring a few. And again, if I sell them, I sell them. If I don't, I don't. I'm not setting up a fucking merch table or anything. I'll just have them in the fucking car. And then uh, if anyone's really that interested, again, 21 fucking dollars, and I'll send you the fucking shirt. Um, I still have the Zandig joints, too. Uh I'm in a rubber made up in the attic because the motherfucker's been sitting. So, uh, you know, again, do the same deal. Yeah, I mean, hit me up. You want, you know, that's the uh, that's the thing. I I made these fuck out of sheer shirts because more than anything, I wanted one. <laughs> like, I, I thought of the design. And especially towards wrestling and the way that, like, everybody's just fucking operating in life these days. I said fuck out of here more times in reaction to more fucking things than I could even put words to. So I, more than anything, wanted this fuck out of here shirt. And anybody else who, who wants one, cool. I got, like I said, I got like 30 of them initially as old, like three, I believe. 
Yeah, I mean, so definitely quite a few left, and uh, is what it is. Hit me up at them. Um, um, I said I I really don't have a lot of fucking uh, enthusiasm about doing this shit. I like to talk. I like to fucking run through things, whatever. But in the same token, like y'all want y'all want some more of this shit. Um, hit me up. Fucking motivate me to do this shit. Um, I. I'll do them, you know, if I get enough fucking motivation to do that shit. But otherwise, like, looking at another hiatus, because I really don't give a fuck like that. Um, Hot Tag Podcast, they ain't missing a fucking show. You want to listen to them? Hit them up. Uh, Jeremy's doing some shit with Eric. So it was like, dude helping the, uh, helping the show pretty steadily in Jeremy. And Eric was, uh, you know, the reason why the show started. So uh, pretty pretty uh crazy mix of past yakuza contributors slash founder co-founder type situation so i don't even know what the fuck their show is um you could find it though i'm sure um i think it's on some eagle shit so if you search fucking eric and eagle shit you probably won't find it either but uh that's my plug there i don't really know what else um yeah um, hit me up with topics, hit me up whatever, like I said, inspire me, I'll do this motherfucking shit, I ain't, I ain't looking for anyone to, you know, kiss my ass or any kind of wild shit like that, I just don't, uh, you know, I guess it's the first time in a minute I've even plugged this fucking mic in, I just figured, let me, you know, let me do this, a couple things to talk about, and, uh, this CZW shit just really spiraling out of control, I honestly cannot wait until CZW is fully dead and buried, um, it's such a shell of its former self, and it's just, it's just getting, you know, more heat and disrespect than, than the company ever got. You know, this is a company that I was really, really fond of for many years. Uh, you know, I mean, back when I fucking, my first email, and I still use this fucking JCAT CZW. I mean, it's, <laughs> I was I was that into CZW back in whatever, 2002 or whatever. It was like, what's my email going to be? Well, I got to put CZW in there. You know what I mean? It's so, uh. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy shit, man. The way that CCW has turned into something that's just, it's just embarrassing. You know, you start hearing about that shit, and it's just like, man. You know, and, and look, I mean, there, there's some good workers over there, but um, the direction of the company is garbage. There's nothing that, that brings eyeballs to the company. It doesn't, uh, it, it's not attractive to a wrestling fan. You know, they try to pitch that pure wrestling shit and this and that, and I hear you, but, like, the pure wrestling fans don't respect CZW like that. You look at your crowd, man. I mean, it, it speaks for itself. Look at the, the amount of cameramen you have showing up anymore. Look at the amount of regulars you have showing up anymore. It, it's, I mean, the writing's on the fucking wall. Fucking wrap it up, bro. So, I don't know. Uh, I think that's about it. Let me see. Fuck. Um... Uh... Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's about all I got. Uh, oh, check Eshaheen's fucking uh uh. Fuck, think of words. That's how often I do podcasts. Graphic design shit. Uh, Hostile City something. He uh he he does some shit, man. I'm still waiting on his fucking print. He he sent it like. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was like three months ago, but my birthday was just on the 28th, and he he tried to send it twice, but. He did his beautiful print of um, my cat that passed justice, and it just shit means the world to me. It really does. I can't wait to hang it on my fucking wall. Um, shit definitely means a lot. 
I really, really appreciate that shit. And, uh, you know, he, he could do anything. You know what I mean? Graphic-wise, he, he could really hook any kind of shit up you want. So uh, hit him up. You need to commission some shit. And, uh, yeah, that's about all I got. Check me out later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you... Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people, and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, sir, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools.